In a world where unbridled content is the most abundant thing there is, countless kids are using porn from an unbelievably young age. Many parents are unaware that their child is using porn, and even if they do, parents are very embarrassed about it and avoid broaching the topic with their child for a healthy, responsible conversation. Join us on today's episode of the Big Talk About Tiny Humans podcast as Dr. Meghna and I discuss how to have a conversation with your child about porn and reframe their view of porn in such a way that it does not damage their mental health and also their social life and relationships. Listen on. Almost every job in the world requires training except parenting. You need to learn parenting on the job and that can be really hard. Here on Big Talk about tiny humans, we want to help you navigate the world of parenting better and make your lives a little bit easier. Hi everyone, I'm Meghna and hi, I'm Devi Shobha. Every week we bring you the best research on parenting, top tips from experts and actionable strategies to confront the numerous challenges that all parents and educators face. So let's get started, shall we? As a parent, a child's growing years will offer a lot of varied experiences. And no matter how close the parent-child relationship is, child's online adventures with porn is not an experience a parent looks forward to. That said, parents are better off knowing how online content is working for their children. Pornography was hard to access a few years back. There were human filters to obtain it. And even the themes of pornographic magazines and videos were much less perverted than they are now. Today, a pornographic website looks like a trap. Children as young as four years old are tricked into clicking on links to explore. The advertisements and pop-ups are potentially dangerous to an uninitiated mind, and they are designed in such a way that a person is compelled to keep visiting them, even if they do not want to. Join us on today's episode of the Big Talk About Tiny Humans podcast as Dr. Meghna and I discuss on how to have a responsible, healthy conversation with your child about porn and reframe their view of porn in such a way that it enhances their mental health and keeps their social life and relationships intact. Hi, Meghna. How are you this week? Hi, Shobha. I'm doing good. Actually, not so good. I recently read a report about this uh, 16-year-old in Pune who was booked for uh, recording his 56-year-old teacher while she was in the washroom. So oh, no. Yeah. So It's I'm very sad. Like, you know, when I encounter reports like this, and you know what? The police have cited loneliness due to lockdown as a possible reason. I'm like, of course not. What are you talking about? Loneliness uh, is not what triggers such crimes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... Yeah. I mean, we are not talking to our kids about, you know, what's appropriate and what's not. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, Meghna, from, you know, from the example that you have uh, just described here, and as a person who practices clinical psychology also, what do you see as uh, trends among children? Are you seeing an upturn in porn watching? Are you seeing more reports of uh, parents coming to you with uh, such an issue? What is happening? So parents are not coming with uh, up with such an issue, but the trend is definitely the decline in the starting age of initiation into porn, right? Kids right, as young right. as tweens, like 10 years of age, are starting to watch porn. And of course, this has happened, you know, as you mentioned before, because of easy access to internet. Yeah, absolutely. 
Another trend mm-hmm. is the general rise of media content with sex and violence. And yeah. that is ubiquitous. Like it's there on our mainstream TV. It's there yeah. on, in our movies. And so kids are being exposed to sexualized content from a very early age as compared to even like a decade or two decades earlier. So yeah. that is definitely a trend. And I'm I'm actually not surprised that a lot of young kids, very young kids are ending up accessing porn because it might be deliberate. That is that they're deliberately searching for it. Their friends are initiating them into it. But it also can be very uh, accidental, Shobha. Like, right. you know, as you yeah. mentioned, right? A yeah. child accidentally clicking on a link. They are just doing homework, but they are accidentally clicking on a link and getting led to a website like that. Yeah is also an initiation into porn, right? Yeah, because they're yeah. like shocked by yeah. what they see. Yeah. So yes, so those are definitely the trends, yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, Meghna, what you said is absolutely bang on. I remember I interviewed an author. She has written a book called The Secret Lives of India's Teens. Her name is uh, Jyotsna Mohan Bhargava. She was a, a former NDTV journalist. And in her book, I think uh, you have also watched that uh, interview of mine with her before. Right. And in that, she explicitly mentions that by the age of 12, India's teens, and of course, this is true all over the world, but this was a book about India's teens and India, especially because our society is not really tuned to talk openly about porn and sex and any kind of content that relates to this. Right. And uh, in that book, she explicitly mentions that children as young as eight or nine are not even exposed to porn, they are addicted to porn. Right. They are so they have come to the level where they have used it, they have experienced it, and now they are they cannot get off it. Right. And they are just that young. So, you know, definitely the insidious ways in which media content works is is a huge factor in that. Some time back there was also this um, thing about the Tommy Cat, right? Where they had these secret cameras. The software uh, had a secret camera, and that software was actually meant for very young children, like you know, kindergartners, right? And see, that is the way it works. And parents are really clueless about you know how this works, and suddenly it comes as a big shock to them, right? So. Um, Thanks, Meghna, for bringing that up and uh, explaining that so well. So we are going to be taking a break right now and coming back to talk to Dr. Meghna about why she thinks this is happening and what is the ideal reaction of a parent to a child watching porn and how can parents steer responsible conversations around this topic. So hold on and keep listening. So welcome back. Meghna, as we discussed, uh, you know, this upward trend in porn watching, why do you think, what are the factors that are leading to this kind of behavior? Of course, we discussed that online media content, the way it is designed is one, but what do you think are the others? And why do you think this is happening at such a rapid pace? See, easy access to internet, easy access to this content is just the symptom, Shobha. It Mm. is not the root cause. The root cause is, and definitely not loneliness. The police has completely wrong. It is such behaviors like wanting to watch porn and then leading to more perversive behaviors, such as, you know, wanting to record your teacher while she's in the washroom. They are caused by our inability to openly discuss appropriate sexual behaviors with our kids. They are caused by our reluctance to provide age-appropriate sexual health information to our kids. Hmm. In our country, traditionally, we've always seen, Shobha, how parents are always up in arms when it talks about sex ed in schools. And I, 
हम हाउ केन वी टॉक टू आर किड्स अबाउट सेक्स अरे वो तो बिगड़ जाएंगे दिस इज अगेंस्ट आर वैल्यूज ऑफकोर्स नॉट research has proven that sex education age appropriate sex education has many benefits it in fact reduces unsafe sexual activity among teens it increases our awareness about you know their own bodies it helps prevent child sexual abuse it reduces teen pregnancy rates wouldn't we want these outcomes for our teens yeah right? absolutely so, <laughs> so it's very misplaced to say that ki you know let's not talk let's pretend to be ostriches we'll bury our head in the sand and you know mera bachcha ye sab nahi karta hai no i'm sorry to say your kid is one amongst the many who is also exposed or at the risk of getting exposed to hmm. pornographic content so let us not pretend that you know hamara bachcha nahi karta hai and let us start having these conversations with our kids ideally even before our kids are exposed to sexually explicit content accidentally or otherwise on the internet absolutely i think megna you nailed it on the head but let's say the parent ends up catching a child watching porn it may not be a very pleasant experience but what do you think should be the ideal reaction of a parent catching a child in you know in such an online experience how do you advise parents to take it from there yeah so i get it right i mean i'm a yeah, parent myself yeah. right even the yeah. most open minded parents can be shocked out of their wits when they catch their kids watching porn or you know like for example you discover pornographic content on your child's device you know yeah. and it's natural you will feel that shame and shock and fear and anger and disappointment and guilt and perhaps even denial and it is possible that all of these surge of big feelings may get the better of your judgment Yes. and most of the time what parents end up doing is seizing their teen's phone cutting off internet access but you yes. know what this is the time shobha that they fail to ask themselves the most important question right. what do i do to help my child right we first have to accept that we can't stop our teens from watching porn let's be clear about that mm. okay cutting off their access will only make them more secretive it will only make them more hostile and mm. it will actually shut the door on a very decisive parenting moment so when you catch your teen watching porn please calm yourself down put a lid on your value judgments and mm. first the first thing that you need to do is ground yourself right. so that you can have calm rational discussions with your teen absolutely so uh, this is great advice megna but i'm thinking you know like you said that some of the you know basic reasons of why this is happening why a parent might even you know feel this way about uh, the child's uh, you know experiences with porn could be because they've not had these conversations before right so what do you advise as some of the teachable moments and how do we navigate this conversation even otherwise because like you said very very rightly you know having a lid on this topic throughout will actually kind of uh, lock the child in his or her own world right and they will not be really encouraged to open up obviously we are not expecting the child to discuss their fantasies with us obviously not but you know there are certain teachable moments that are critical right and uh, like you said you use the word decisive parenting moment we might be throwing away many of these you know treasured moments that can be very very teachable so tell us a few examples of how we could use these moments for a good experience okay so shobha teachable moments what are teachable moments they are basically those everyday situations that give us parents an opportunity to talk to our kids about sex and porn right and i get it right this is not something our parents spoke to us about so obviously we find it we are lost when we have to have these conversations with our own kids right but a teachable moment needs two things 
One, it needs you to have a connected relationship with your child. You need to be willing to talk to your child about healthy sexuality. And the second thing that a teachable moment needs is that catalyst, right? That event or that situation that starts the conversation. Like instead of changing the channel when we're watching a soap or a movie together with our kids and a kissing scene comes, ask right. your child. That man leaned in to kiss that woman, but she looked away. Did, do you think he took her consent? Or mm. one girl meets a boy and after five minutes, they're all over the bathroom making out. What mm. happens then? What do you think about this? You know, so these are teachable moments, right? Instead of switching the channel and saying, ki ye sab values ke hai. <laughs> use these as moments to initiate. So you're not doing a moralizing. You're not delving into a lecture. You're not saying ki this is bad. Mm. You are basically a teachable moment is where you ask more questions than give answers. Yeah. You are asking your child a lot of questions, like yeah. take lyrics of a song and the values associated with it. Mm. Do you think this objectifies women? Do you think this song perpetrates biases? Ask questions, understand, assess your child's understanding of what they think. And that is the conversation that you can start having. Those are teachable moments that you can utilize to really find out what your child thinks, right? And those are very valuable, I think. So you don't even have to have an incident like that 16-year-old teen that I was talking about or catching your teen watching porn. You don't have to have those instances. This is something that you can do with kids of any age, literally starting from when your child learns to talk. Like literally you can use anything as a teachable moment to talk to your kids about so many things. Absolutely. That was very well explained, Meghna. Thank you for that. So what are some ways in which uh, parents can initiate responsible conversations after an experience of uh, catching their child uh, with such an online experience or even otherwise, you know, like an experience, like the example that you just described, right? It's, it's a very sad thing. But then how can parents get back on track? And how can uh, parents use this to reframe their view on porn and how to help them get back on a healthy track, their relationship with porn itself? How can they do that? Yeah, so uh, this is uh, such an interesting topic to me. I mean, I can just go on talking about it. So there's a lot, I think, to cover here. But you know what, I'll keep my uh, focus of the conversation limited to four things. Okay, so I'll be discussing four points, if you may. And they are acronymed porn itself, P-O-R-N. So the first thing that you need to do is prevent shaming. Mm. P for prevent shaming. When we use language that shames, that blames, we make our kids, we make our teens want to hide what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Secrecy will prevent them from seeking the support when they need it. So instead of saying things like, try saying things like, you know, whatever happens, you can come to me with your questions and concerns, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying things like, look, you're going and all that. I am always up for a discussion with you. And mm. yes, it's difficult for me as well. It's awkward for me to say that. It's okay. There's, it's not the end of the world that you find it difficult to have this conversation with your child. Of course, it's difficult for you. Your parents never had this conversation with you. Mm. But you can co-create the conversation. That's fine. Right. So anyway, but the first thing is to prevent shaming. The second thing is, oh, open questions. Ask questions about your child's initiation into porn. How did you start watching porn? Did you stumble across it accidentally? Or did your friends put you up to it? Or did you seek it out on your own? When you first watched porn, what went through your mind? Did you consider it risky or fun or both? So ask questions, open questions, open discussion. 
right? Mm. Without judgment. Because you will understand what is happening with your teen, right? How did they get initiated into porn? And the third thing is it will help you, your step two of asking open questions will help you understand the reasons that your teen is drawn to porn. So the third strategies are, or exploring the reasons that your teen is drawn to porn. And a lot of times it is just, they want to learn about sex, you know? Their mm. peer or somebody at school or in the playground has told them, oh, you know what happens, blah, 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 yeah. blah, you know, sex and this and that. So did you want to learn about sex? Do you feel aroused after watching porn? And it is very, very important to assure your teen that it's perfectly natural to have sexual urges at their age. I don't know why we find it so difficult to accept that. Yeah, we don't yeah. see our kids as sexual beings, you know, especially right. our tweens, our nine to 10 year olds, because... Just the other day, a mother came to me and she's like, oh my God, you know, what we, what we discovered during the course of the conversation was mm. that a 12-year-old was sexting, a guy, a 16-year-old guy. And she mm. was shocked. She's like, but my daughter is so young. She kept repeating that throughout the session. And I said, yeah, but she is a tween, you know, have you had the puberty talk with her? Have you had the conversation with her in which you talk to her about her emotional feelings, you know, her urges? So obviously not, right? So it's very important to tell your child, to tell your teen, your preteen, that it's okay to have sexual urges at their age. It's okay to feel attraction. It's okay to want to know more about sex. And a healthy way to do that is actually self-stimulation. It's actually mm. masturbation when done in private, right. you know? So <laughs> so that, and finally, it's, it's super important, and especially when it comes to porn, is the reinforcing the fact that it's not real life. Okay, so the fourth strategy is it has no connect porn, P-O-R-N, and for no connect with real life, because you need to explain to your child how real life sex is nothing like what's shown in porn videos. In real life, people have imperfect bodies, they care for each other, they respect each other, they don't cause pain to each other. You know, Mm. in real life, sex is based on mutual consent, not like what they show in porn videos. You know, in real life, we can say say no to something that we don't want to do. Mm. But you know what happens in porn? Porn features actors who are paid to act like they enjoy what they're doing, but they actually might be in pain, especially the women. In porn, their bodies, like their penises, their breasts are actually the result of medication or surgery. Mm. Yeah. So there is no connect with real life because I'll tell you what the danger is. A lot of these young impressionable minds start thinking that, oh, this is what sex is. Oh, okay. I get it. And then it's not surprising when ninth grade students, like I know of this international school that I used to work with, where the report came in that the girls are like completely you know, a bunch of girls in the ninth grade were completely like, you know, on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And, you know, I sort of went there and we sort of had a chat. I had an individual chat with the girls. We had a group chat as well. And you know what came to light, Shova? What came to light was that Mm. these girls were in a relationship with ninth grade boys itself. And they were expected to give blowjobs to them. Oh, my God. Yes. Why? Because... They think it's normal to give blowjobs. They, at, you know, they, they, it's, the, it's the boys who've seen porn and they think, oh, this is how my partner is supposed to display their love to me. Oh my God. Imagine, right? And this yeah. is like four years back before the pandemic. So in these conversations, you have to emphasize how porn is not connected with real life. You have to explain how porn is probably, is actually an exploitative industry. It depicts men and women performing actions that are violent and exaggerated and degrading. 
the actors are actually reduced their, to their body parts. They use demeaning words for dramatic effect. Yes. They are paid to engage in sexual acts that show men are dominating the women. Right. This is no way to treat each other in real life. And yeah. I think that is super important to emphasize to young impressionable minds. Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, Meghna, this brings to mind and it's so coincidental that I just read about this today. There's a lady I follow on Instagram and uh, she had shared an incident and this uh, incident sadly is not so uncommon. She had shared that uh, a man and a woman were in the park and they were having a very heated discussion and uh, during the course of the discussion, everybody was walking around right? and the man actually hit the girl and uh, he hit her so hard that she actually stumbled and fell to the ground and the people who were walking there their first reaction was that you know this is a this is a very private matter second is that the girl is um, you know she's it looks like an extramarital affair and this you know this is completely the fault of the of the girl because this is not supposed to happen and uh, now there is male privilege because there is no see the thing is there is no talk about physically assaulting girl that too in public is wrong they are all now already showering their uh, uh, blames and insults on the girl even without knowing the you know the the context and uh, you know the exact circumstances and this can totally extend to you know uh, behaviors where explicit sexual acts are concerned as well and this is so important to discuss and like you brought it up so beautifully i think this is of utmost importance and uh, when it comes from a parent i think there's nothing safer than that for mental health right for the child for a developing teen so uh, thank you for bringing that up so the mnemonic you said is pawn, right? Yeah. So great. So Meghna, what are some good resources for parents uh, to help them navigate this topic? I know you have uh, explained some beautiful tactics, but if they want to refer to some good resources before they broach this topic, where can they go? Well, um, I have a video on this topic that I made on my YouTube channel, The Therapist's Mommy. Hmm. It's called uh, This Mom Caught Her Teen Watching Porn because that's actually what happened. One of the moms wrote to me about it. I made a video on it. So you can access that. There is this book by Kristen Jensen. It is actually, she's written two books, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. Okay? Right. It's hmm. an excellent resource for talking to your kids about porn. And she's actually written a junior version as well for very, yeah. very young kids. Right. right. So those are the two excellent resources. And I know you've done some work around this. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I have two on my YouTube channel as well. I have one that talks about having the talk with kids. You know, this is by a global expert on uh, sexual education called uh, Amy Lang. She has taken it up as a mission to educate parents around this, around this topic about having a healthy sexual image about themselves. And that does not come with watching porn. There's also another site, uh, I will provide the link in the podcast description notes, but there's also another site uh, that is actually, that actually brought this whole conversation to light. It's called Make Love Not Pawn by Cindy Gallup. And this is one of the, at that point when I was exposed to this work, I thought it was amazing. It was wonderful because nobody has brought that, at that, till that point, nobody had brought it up and said that, Porn is actually detrimental to your mental image of ideal sex, right? And it can have a real, you know, effect on your relationships, on your 
peace on your self image on your social relationships everything right so at that time it was like path breaking work and this is by a lady called Cindy Gallup she was actually working with uh, in the advertising company BBDO i think she was uh, and this was her passion project and it became like world famous because she had put in so much of uh, passion into it so uh, that was that's a wonderful resource for parents to look up Uh, and uh, use and uh, like you mentioned the book right good picture bad picture and of course uh, there's your youtube uh, video and as well as a very very detailed account of how to have the talk about uh, you know two chunks of one hour videos on my website as well so parents can look it up for immediate tips and navigate this topic so all the best for all our parents and thank you megna for this wonderful discussion and thank i hope shubha yeah and i hope uh, our parents really uh, our listeners uh, really take away a lot from this conversation and end up having very healthy conversations with their children and uh, enjoy it as well so thank you very much so that's our episode for today thank you for listening to big talk about tiny humans our podcast for parents and educators hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to share it with your friends and family Listen and subscribe to Big Talk about Tiny Humans on the IVM Podcasts app, website, and all major audio platforms. We are available everywhere. You can follow us on social media and online. Meghna is at the Therapist Mommy on Instagram and YouTube, and check out her website raisingfamilyacademy.com for a transformative course on raising a child with emotional intelligence. And Devi Shobha is at Kidskintha on Twitter and Instagram. And check out Kidskintha dot com for in-depth articles and events on parenting and child development. While you're at it, do also check out other great shows from the IVM Podcasts Network at shows dot IVM Podcasts dot com. And IVM is on social media at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll catch you again on our next episode.